Welcome back to the Sandbox, guys. It's Jacob and Connor, as usual. And today we're going to be having a little different discussion. Today's going to be more of an open dialogue, more of an open discussion. It's really just going to be me and Connor um, talking about our childhoods and why we are the way we are today and why kind of tie it into why we're doing this podcast. All right, just kind of see who we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I'll start off. Yeah. Um, so my name is Connor Doyle, of course. Uh, I met Jacob at summer camp, Camp Otter. Uh, it's a YMCA day camp in um, Salem, New Hampshire. The goat of all camps. The goat of all camps. We met five or six years old, right? So yeah, been, five or six. It's been... <laughs> How old are we now? 14 years. 18? Yeah. yeah, 13 years. Wow. So we've known each other a long time. Yep. Uh, I'm not from this area. I'm not from Salem, or Thorne. Where are you uh, from? I'm actually from California, Bay Area. Uh, it's about half an hour from San Francisco. And obviously, Jacob was raised in Methuen, so we're going to be talking about kind of the contrast of our upbringings and kind of the different perspectives, but also kind of how they're similar as well. And yeah, and how they've affected us yeah. and shaped us into the people we are today. Yeah. Um, I can start off with my environment in Methuen. Um, some would say it's not the best environment to raise a child due to the quote-unquote the ghetto-ness of it. It's, a lot of people look at Methuen and our sports teams as, you know, dirty players and da-da-da-da-da. Um, there is an aspect of ghetto-ness to Methuen, of, of hoodness. But um, also, I'm really grateful that it was so diverse. Methuen was so diverse. It's like a melting pot of all um, races. It's really... Um, like I said, just really diverse, and it gave me an opportunity to um, talk to a lot of different people from different places and different cultures and learn about some of the things that um, they do there and some of their religious stories and that kind of stuff. So while it was, you know, a little hard growing up in a place like that, it was also really good for me and um, taught me how to talk to all different kinds of people and uh, taught me how to understand all different kinds of people. Um, and you obviously coming from Cali, um, this is something I think a lot of listeners will be interested in because a lot of people around here don't, you know, they, everybody here didn't grow up in Cali. <laughs> That's a fair statement. <laughs> yeah. So um, what was the environment like out there? How was it different to Methuen, would you say? Yeah. So um, I've had experience with both here and the East Coast. Um, last year, I moved to Salem, New Hampshire for my senior year. I went to Salem High School. But um, in, in California, growing up there, we grew up kind of near the San Francisco area. That's where a lot of like those tech companies got their big start. Yep. So we were a 20-minute drive from the Google headquarters. The wow. Apple headquarters. Yep, That's awesome. Valley. Um, and yeah, kind of growing up there, you definitely saw a lot of rich and well-off people. Mm. The people that like you see in the movies and, and um, people that worked hard and like kind of started their jump with, with the big tech companies. Okay. Uh, and kind of that came with that was a lot of, um, how do I say this, kind of the innovative culture. Okay. So everybody that went to school at least, at least in my, at least in my like town and in my school, yeah. um, a lot of them were, were tech oriented. A lot of them were coming from parents that knew what they were doing and, okay. and knew that their son or their daughter had to kind of get in that innovative mm. um, jump. And I think I definitely took a lot away from that. Um, right now I'm studying computer science and nice. a business. So pretty much the two things that came out of Silicon Valley um, resonate with, with me the most. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And um, so to branch off of that, I have a question about 
um, you just being around those kinds of people. Okay. Um, did that have an effect on you? Did it? Did you seeing the blueprint of people going out and being successful kind of all around you, um, did that um, example or that blueprint kind of um, give you kind of an outline of how to succeed in today's world a little bit? Yeah, so I don't know if it gave me the like, like direct steps towards mm. that type of life, but it mm. certainly 100% gave me the motivation. Okay. Um, like when you're driving to school, you see Lambos? No, not not Lamborghinis. Yeah, yeah. You see a lot of Teslas. Okay. And that's just one example. Okay. Um, there were always nice cars. There were always nice houses All right. that we drive around. Um, and even if like you went towards kind of um, kind of mountain view, that mm. was one of the, the kind of like the richer towns. Yep. Um, you'd see just like the big houses, and that's where like you really draw your inspiration. Okay. It kind of makes you want to kind of try hard in school because you know that that leads to that life. exactly and and so the reason i asked that was because um i think a big thing in honestly i'd say massachusetts massachusetts is a very angry place like everybody's there's a reason we're called massholes yeah. um and i personally growing up in methuen i mean other than my dad um and a couple other people i didn't really have um those people, we didn't, I should say we as a town, didn't really have those people to look to, if you know what okay. I mean. Um, a lot of kids in Methuen look up to gangsters and rappers talking about guns, drugs, sex, and like all that stuff. So um, it's almost, and I'm going to say, I think it's almost frowned upon in Methuen and around this area to kind of go do your thing. Like I've seen a lot of kids... Um, put out a rap song for example and maybe it's not the best rap song and everybody flames them for it. everybody goes off on them they like make jokes about it but in reality this kid is like doing his thing yeah you know what i'm saying thing. and that's what leads to kind of what you want to do in life is like taking that branch and doing a thing not stepping with the masses kind of kind of what we're doing what these listeners are doing listening to this podcast exactly you guys are taking that step towards what you want to do exactly at least in this like little area little excerpt yeah, yeah. Um, I have a question. Did in California, how was the school life different from here? Yeah, so I went to um, two public schools. Or okay. Three public schools: elementary school, junior high, and, and high school. Okay. Um, oh, there's junior high there. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Did they not have like middle school? So, oh, so oh, so we actually just called it. I've never heard it called junior high. That's junior so high. weird. Yeah, yeah no, I've never it heard it called, called MJHS Martinez Junior High School. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. West Coast, East Coast differences. Yeah, no. All right. All right. Um, and what like what were the differences between the schools in here and over there? Um, yeah, so Salem I I mean obviously like I'll just go in like a layout, mm. just literally a physical difference. Mm. The physical difference is that Salem I was is one building because it gets down to what, like ten degrees here. Yeah. Yeah. In California, like it probably gets down to like fifty degrees. So if you're looking at it from like a pure layout, kind of a shallow perspective, um, I was walking around in shorts and a sweatshirt. Um, in the middle of December, going from class to class outside. Uh, I know that sounds really weird, but that's just what we did. Um, that's like a dream. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, but definitely the classes. There were a lot more, um, a lot more technology classes. I took two AP computer science classes in high school. Okay. And when I got to Salem, I can't remember if there was one or none. But mm. There was very little compared to what we had in California. You're right. There is pretty much none. I, I maybe there was a there was a coding class I went through, and yeah, and that was about it. I mean, I, I took my first coding class in, in fourth grade. 
I got up at, <laughs> I know it sounds nerdy, but I got up at, <laughs> no, I got up at 7 a.m. And, and um, we went to school earlier than everybody else did, and we, like, learned JavaScript and that's awesome. all this coding stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, like, nine years old. And that's not nerdy. That's, like, that. that's you doing, and do you truly enjoy electronics and comp sci and that kind of stuff? Like, oh, yeah, 100%. Like, that's your love? I try not to make it my personality because it's, it's pretty, like, People mechanical. People look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But um, I'm definitely proud. Like, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say like I'm a computer science major and you, sh you should be. should be yeah. yeah you should never be ashamed of doing what you want and I think that ties into um, this thing is in you know the kind of the putting down of others and that's kind of just where society's at today and it's really yeah. sad um, but okay so diff so you had an outside school in California that's <laughs> a lot for me to wrap my head around yeah. um, what was the transition from California to here like? Um, so we moved out here the summer after COVID. So COVID hit March 2020. We moved out here mm -hmm. August 2020. And then I started my senior year. I knew pretty much zero people. I think um, I knew one person from camp. Okay. Um, and I think I saw him in passing and I waved to him and like we, we barely knew each other. But other than that, like I had to make all my friends. Okay. Um, and was that tough for you, or was that a good experience learning uh, it was, how to do it It was again? both. It was definitely a challenge, like, making new friends and meeting new people. Um, I play lacrosse, so me and my brother joined the lacrosse team, and without that, I would have been that loser in the back. Mm -hmm. Lacrosse definitely gave that the opportunity to meet new people and find that group. And real quick, just for the people out there, what position do you play in lacrosse? Uh, I actually play midi. Oh. Yeah, so I do oh. a lot of running. Um, I know Jacob doesn't do a lot of running. Okay, <laughs> all right. Let's just, yeah, that's because I did the... You know what? So, what was the tryouts for last? Um, How did the tryouts go for you? Oh, 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 this is what we're gonna. Uh, yeah, we're bringing that up. Oh, this is what we're gonna bring up right now. Um, yeah, so what? So, uh, yeah, maybe I uked on the fields. Alright, everybody's um, doing it. We were doing snakes across the. And you made it like 10 feet, 20 feet? Um, I definitely quit early. Right. I made it I made it three fourths of the way. Um, what are they? Somebody's getting arrested? Yeah, dude. There's a this is North Andover. This isn't supposed to happen around here. Um, so, yeah. I mean, we were doing snakes. I was doing great. I was doing great. Uh, got to the about three quarters of the way through. My vision started going purple. And uh, <laughs> I knew it was pretty much over from there. So I made it look like I had an injury. And I walked off the field. And I talked to... Um, one of my buddies, uh, Frankie Simone, okay. and I said, uh, hey, Frank. I'm about to uke. I just said, hey, Frank, and then I just kind of puked all over. I actually don't know if Frank heard me or not, but he was looking at me when I uked, if I remember. All right. um, and I uked about four or five times, straight projectile. Um, We've so all been there. There's no, there's no shame in this. Somehow nobody saw it. I was like, hey, did anybody just see what just went on? Nope, not nobody except Frankie, I guess, saw it. That's good. Um, so yeah, thank great. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, no, I, no, no, no. Just so everybody knows, I play attack, so yeah. I don't really do that much. I thought that running. was relevant to what we were talking about regarding our listeners. So yeah, yeah, wasn't yeah. Um, yeah, I do the goal scoring, not the running. Let's just get that out of the way. Okay, okay, um, understandable. Yeah, let's move on though. All right, um, what we got here? So our a <laughs> commonality. Yeah, is, yeah. It's Camp Otter. Yes, right? it is. Yes, it is. That's where we connected, and that's where we will. It's the one thing that we will always have in common, no matter what. Yeah. So, what is what is camp like? And so obviously we, we watch after children, right? From ages yeah. five to what, 12? Is this yeah, yeah, five to 12 or five to 13, yeah, I think it is, something, something like that. 
So these children came from pretty much every town in this in this southern New Hampshire, northern Mass area. Yeah, yeah. We got Salem, Haverhill kids, North Andover. Yeah, Lawrence, all of them. Yep. Melting pot. Big time. Yeah. Um, what were kind of the the um, the skills and and like those things that you took away from that? Well, number one, and this actually ties into you coming to the East Coast was. Um, making friends because you're in this place your parents aren't there um bunch of kids from a different from different towns different places um you don't really know anybody at first and you can kind of make a choice to either go out and make friends and make connections and um learn about things and talk about people i mean not about people to people um and i mean or you could have just kind of like we knew some kids who kind of never um tried to acclimate with anybody and they probably had a great time too they were probably just out there doing their thing it's really I, for everybody it's awesome. really for everybody and i think there was a little like there was always something for everybody um like for example you were the high ropes we had a little rope course there zip line and a catwalk and that kind of stuff um and for those who don't know a catwalk is a log uh, put down in between two trees 50 feet up 50 yeah. feet up um and so do you want to and I just think it's um, that kind of stuff, like being forced to, like you said, take care of children and you running an entire ropes course at the age of, how old were you? What? Well, I did my, I got my CIT verification at 14. Okay. And the CIT is a counselor in training. Yep. And so is that when you became the ropes guy? Yeah. As so we called you? I was kind of like the, oh, okay. Low ropes you. guy. I was the <laughs> low ropes guy. That was my first like staff job at the age of 16 yeah before that i got my verification yeah um and i was kind of like the assistant to the person that was really in charge okay but i was a low ropes guy that okay was, that was my 16 year old position oh okay okay yeah and then i remember there were times when the staff wouldn't be there or something and you would maybe have to, to fill in yeah last How? year last year i got my certification so i was actually able to um belay yeah and legally. Um, okay like okay and and of course it was all legal before he got his right, verification right, right. We don't do any of that Yeah, stuff. no illegal stuff at Camp Otter. Camp Otter is the best. Yep. Um, and so basically I just like you said you asked about skills that that we've developed there and I just think like nobody else was let's just be honest here. Nobody else was shooting bow and arrows every week, twice a week. You, you know what twice or three times a week. And getting bullseyes. Yeah, and getting <laughs> bullseyes and getting candy for it, you know what I'm saying? Um, maybe I wasn't as good as you. So what? Um the swimming, I think, was a was a big part too. Uh, me, that's I think that's kind of where we actually connected was the swimming. Yeah, where we kind of started talking. Diana, remember yeah. Diana, oh, the right. lifeguard. Yeah, the what uh, was the game we pose, yeah, pose, 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 and she would always have us do that. So I think, um, like like we were taught how to swim. We were taught how to shoot a bow and arrow. How we to were sail, how to boat. Yeah. To, how to fish, how to... Yeah, we played basketball, we played football, we played ultimate frisbee, we played... How to climb trees and zip lines yeah. and build forts and... Fishing and Gaga and arts and crafts. And oh my god, Gaga ball. Yeah, oh my god. Stuff. And we were having stick wars and fort wars fort with the wars. cabin next to us. I and I at least like two or three forts in my career like landed on top of my head. Oh yeah. Like, collapsed and like landed on me. Oh yeah, it was dangerous. That's why they discontinued it. I mean, we still did it. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah we did. But I think were, were we the last ones that were? Dude, we were in Mohawk when when it got banned. Yeah, so we were at the age of twelve when it got banned. So we were in the second. We were in the second oldest boys' cabin. Um, yeah, yeah, that was just like I think those kind of skills, like being forced to find your own fun, being forced to do that kind of stuff, has 
given us the tools that I don't think a lot of other children got. And, you know, I would get a lot of flack for going to camp. Like, when I'd come yeah, back like, to school. Oh, what, you go to summer camp? Yeah, like, I would come back to school. I'd tell all my buddies about, like, something that happened at summer camp. And they'd be like, oh, what, at Camp Otter? <laughs> and it was like, you know, I'll take that all day. Keep them coming. Like, I get to go to this awesome camp. I think it's honestly, like, a whole different world out there. Um, we had a lot of counselors um and people that were older than us that were good examples for us like i know we've talked we 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 all you know kareem ashley carlos you know all the people we can say their names because those people really helped us um you know become transition from a boy to a young adult yeah um you were always very good but i had a lot of problems uh with self-control and knowing when to, yeah, where the line was between funny and disrespectful. And um, a lot of those counselors saw that, you know, I wasn't a bad kid. I was just um, looking for attention or something. And uh, one of them, Kareem especially, helped me learn the difference between funny and disrespectful. Mm -hmm. And I think um, that's, and that's just an example that I give of some of the things that gave us the tools to have a different perspective, I think, is what it comes down to. Because we got to see stuff from a different um, point of view than other people did, I think. Yeah, I think that's good. I mean, you talked about both our childhoods and, and camp. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I'm feeling good. I think um, there is there is one more thing I want to bring up. Okay. Um, the flying fish. The one swim level that I could never get past. Oh, what? Um, the second to the best? Uh, so it went... Hold up. you got to help me with this. It went Poliwog? Poliwog 1. Guppy. No, Poliwog 1, Poliwog 2, Guppy 1, Guppy 2, uh, Minnow 1, Minnow yeah. 2. Fish. Fish. Flying, flying fish. fish shark. shark. Porpoise. Yeah. And then Lifeguard. Then porpoise is like junior lifeguard. It, it's interchangeable. Yeah, or didn't they switch the porpoise? I think they switched the porpoise like out or something. Basically, um, like... I got the shark, not to throw it in anybody's face. <laughs> I'm throwing it directly in Jacob's face. Yeah, screw off. Um, I was fat, so here's my excuse. I was extremely chubby, and I could not do the butterfly. But you were buoyant, right? I, so, so this is actually, this is a great thing. On those distance swims, we, so basically we'd go on distance swims every now and then, swim to like the middle of the pond and back. Yeah. I was chilling way more than anybody yeah, else out was, there. I was, I was a skinny little fucker. I feel like I was... Yeah. I was... A, water dynamic does yes. that make any sense yes. so I, w- I would sink yes but you would just like kind of I would just float there yeah, like the Pillsbury Doughboy um, I was kind of just and you know what like the treading like like when, <laughs> like when we did uh, like floating on our backs <laughs> and all the skinny kids couldn't do it and I was just chilling there like <laughs> just on my back my stomach was like protruding out of the water it was great um, but yeah I mean I got the flying fish and I was pretty chubby the one thing the one thing that held me back was butterfly. You think the butterfly? Dude, that that's a tough ass stroke. Bro. It is. It is a really hard stroke to do. Um, and I had a lot of body weight that I had to push out of that water and back in. So uh, yeah, I just wanted to say that I will never forget that. And um, one day, I will have a better butterfly than okay. you. Yeah. Um, what do you what do you think? Anything else you want to talk about? Um, you know, we nailed all the good things. Uh, like how fat you are. Yeah, okay. Or, sorry. Yeah, 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 we, yeah, totally. Nailed, yeah, totally. We also nailed um, kind of the tryouts yep. for your lacrosse Okay. Team. I think we got 
two of the main points that you wanted to talk about, so I think we're good to wrap up. Yeah, so I think you may have come into this podcast with a different uh, agenda than I did. Is um, But you know what? It's it's totally fine, Doyle. It's totally fine. That's all right. Um, yeah, guys, we're going to end it here. Um, I had a lot of fun on this talk. This was a good one. I love open dialogue conversations. Not as structured. Can kind of be more in-depth. Um, so, guys, this was an episode of The Sandbox with Jacob and Connor, and we will see you guys next time. Peace. Peace.